Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Drunk Women are doing some live shows during autumn 2019. Come and see them at the Pound Arts Centre in Corsham on the 31st of October and at the Salford Lowry on November the 22nd. For tickets, go to drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Drunk Women Solving Crime Drunk Women Drunk Women Solving Bentner, but I was doing vagina. There we go. <laughs> Bit of fun. That's the level set. So, uh, hello, welcome, welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. Give me a cheer if you listen to the podcast. <laughs> this is going to go very well indeed. I'm not going to explain anything uh, <laughs> except that I'm uh, presenting tonight. My name is Hannah George. I am Event Norian, the darling of the Isle of Wight County <laughs> Press. Some would say. Um, but without further ado, we're going to introduce you to our guest for this evening. Please put your hands together for Annika Rice! Yay! Yes! Yay! Hello, everyone. Oh, this is, this is exciting. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. How are you today, Annika? I, well, I'm 
very well because we're in the Isle of Wight. Yep. Which is where um, I've, I've spent most of my life. Um, I came here as a small child, age four, and never sort of really left. So <laughs> like you, Hannah, you and, how we've never met, I don't <laughs> know. I'm a bit... Two legends! <laughs> I think we can agree. I've just realised all my buttons are undone. Hang on oh! a second. Oops. For the podcast listeners, this is yeah. pornographic. It's just very exciting. But no, thank you for inviting me. A pleasure, Lovely. a pleasure. Well, thank you for being here. And we've got one question for you, which is, yeah. have you ever been the victim of a crime? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> yes. Do you want me to... Come on. Your, yes. oh, well, well, I mean, obviously, several times. But I think the most... Uh, disappointing for the thieves, Ooh. if you, if I can put it like that. It was about three in the morning. My kids are asleep upstairs, and can I just explain? I do like my sleep. <laughs> I will kill to mm. get a good night's sleep. I can relate. And so I heard a noise in the French windows Ooh. in the sitting room downstairs. So Scary. someone had obviously got over a garden wall and were trying to break into the French windows. Nice. Now I was pissed off because <laughs> it was three in the morning and I needed to, I like my sleep sure yeah. so actually I was furious I stomped downstairs <laughs> and I saw shadowy men on the other side of Whoa. the French window and I just shout out how am I, I swear, to I swear. <laughs> I swear if you call I them cunts I, I just will you get the fuck out of here <laughs> because it's three in the morning and I've got to sleep wow. just go away and they went away <gasps> And amazing. I just and and they'd broken the lock and everything in the French window, but they slunk off absolutely wow. terrible. Oh my gosh! And I just went back to bed. And then in the morning, <gasps> I got the kids up, did, and I thought maybe I should tell the police, which is always quite tricky in my where I live because the police are really friendly. And right. if I ring the police, I don't get a policeman come around. I get a van load sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes the fire brigade as well. <laughs> and so it's an event. So I tossed and turned. And then I thought, well, maybe because there might be good fingerprints. So I then had to make breakfast for 10 policemen oh. who had a good look at my French window knobs. <laughs> so, yes. That's <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I love that. I so don't love that you got robbed, but I love what you did. Yeah, yes. well, no, but it's irritating. I mean, I'll if you're going to... no fury you know, like a sleep-deprived Yeah, mother. absolutely. <laughs> you know, my children were young. I had not time to be robbed on that particular evening. <laughs> if they'd come another time, that's fine. <laughs> Try Saturday. We have a babysitter, you fucker. Yeah, yeah. Or wait till I'm out. Can you just, just quietly get on with it? Because yeah. the other thing is, I always feel really sorry for um, burglars coming to our place because honestly our house is full of real shit there's just <laughs> nothing because we don't have fantastic tellies or you know we're not a techie sort of family okay. and so they'd come and they'd just be like oh <laughs> really disappointed <laughs> wow oh, well man. we have a thing on this podcast where we say uh, if you could see the the perpetrator now, what would you what would you say to them now? If you saw those shadowy men, literally though, was this on the elevator? Can you see the perpetrator now? Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, hang on, are you here? Um, uh, Someone well, raised his hand at the back. This is, this I, is an the, adorable the, town. The thing is, I actually sometimes feel quite sorry for the burglar. Well, can we just call them robbers and go back to the Beano? <laughs> robbers you is fine. How, you know how in the dandy back in the day, everyone was always called lefty or fingers or knuckles. <laughs> and, and so in my head, 
God, I'm really riffing off the top of my head here, but in my head, burglars are always called lefty or knuckles or fingers and are rather sweet. <laughs> Is that the description you gave to the police? Yes. <laughs> like, have breakfast, guys. Um, lefty looked a bit like this. <laughs> knuckles definitely had a balaclava. Um, but no, I, yes, I, I, yeah, and I've always really been into crime, even as a child. I really loved the whole thought of it, you know, growing up on Enie Blyton and the Secret Seven. Sure. Oh, and, yeah. and with my kids, Kids, the game I used to play with them a lot, we'd go out uh, and I'd have some sort of supplies hidden in my pocket <laughs> and I'd go out with them and we'd say, right, let's just go and find something that needs our help. Ooh. Oh my gosh. And we'd go out at dusk <gasps> and I'd say, I have heard that there's a white van in this area that's stolen from a sweet factory. <laughs> Can you imagine us? seven and a nine-year-old at this stage at putty in my hands we are off to find those robbers and then what i'll do when when i spy ahead a white van instantly parked up outside the house i'll just drop a few sweets that i've had in my pocket oh behind my a bush what? so you were framing these men framing wow. these men. Wow. <laughs> by which time we are all i don't know whether the children are more excited i'm in a state of absolute ecstasy about this <laughs> the framing of the man in the, the white van. That's band. so fun. It's wow. really fun. No wonder you're tired at three in the morning, though. Like, if I yeah, put any effort that. into my parenting, <laughs> yes. I'd be exhausted. Yes, like, so you need your sleep if you're that awesome. I know, I'm just too busy with crime. I just, <laughs> I just, it takes up my whole life. And did this, did this happen on the Isle of Wight? No. Didn't. Okay, thank God. I mean, no, we're all concerned. No, no. This was in London. Oh, God, So, I mean, I. genuinely that white van could have been involved quite lightly in some small robbery of some yeah. kind. Yeah. What, what were the measures that your kids took once they saw the sweets, the um, circumstantial evidence? The, the sweets actually usually drew the whole expedition to a halt because oh, they were okay. just so happy to have the sweets. I love that you were immediately uh, like, okay. eat these sweets that strangers have left. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes we'd sneak down a back passage somewhere and climb over a hedge. But, but it was quite laid back after that point because I actually Aww. didn't particularly want to go and knock on someone's wow. door and say, have you... Stolen. Just stolen from that sweet factory. <laughs> wow. Oh. That is awesome. It's so, will you be my mother? <laughs> um, well, chaps, uh, the next part of this, uh, this podcast is that we go into a little bit of little bit of true crime. So, today we are discussing the case of Dorothy O'Grady, who was the first British woman to be found guilty of treachery in World War II and be sentenced to death. Now, I know I haven't given you much information here. Straight off the bat, Detective Rice, where do you think this all happened? Can you just say all that again? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was still on the sweets. I hadn't moved on from... I went uh, straight in. I, I was still on, will she be my mother? Yes. <laughs> Whenever Taylor says I, that to a woman, I I'm like, a, shut it down. I had a sudden real hormonal lust for my children as little children again who are now very grown up so I'm in a rose tinted bit of nostalgia Move, moving along could you uh, do repeat you know what? all jumping that jumping from that straight to espionage okay. is like that's too much okay yeah. so true crime yeah. we're discussing the case of Dorothy O'Grady who was the first British woman to be found guilty of treachery in World War II and be sentenced to death oh. uh, so I haven't given you much information there but where do you think this happened Somewhere during the war. Oh, Detective you're Glenn. good. <laughs> so, German... Well, no, Brit Britain. She must have been spying for the Germans in Britain. Damn right, but whereabouts in Britain? Oh, not the Isle of Wight. What? 
Oh. Yeah, bitches. Oh, stop it. She wasn't at Osborne House, was she? <laughs> she was. Well, actually, it was Osborne Villa is the name of the place. But we'll get to wow. that. This is Isle of Wight. This is some Isle of Wight shit. So why do you think the Isle of Wight was a good spot for spying during the Second World War? It's an island. It's an island. It's close to the mainland. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, I've been in some wars. <laughs> do you know what? I just think it was an easy cop out for the spy. Okay. <laughs> She's on a salary. She's got to go and spy somewhere. Just go to the Isle of Wight and wait for something to happen. It never will. It's easy. Oh, oh she, can, she can get messages to the Germans without being detected because she's got a beach that's not very busy. Well, it... D- <laughs> wait, that sounded way ruder than I did. <laughs> I mean, in the war... Burn! It's, it's, it's busy now. <laughs> Well, this... Oh, dear. Oh, dear. You are so polite that you're apologizing that a beach isn't busy. <laughs> like, you have reached peak politeness. <laughs> um, but y- you guys, it's a wonderful spot. It's well worth visiting. <laughs> oh, dear. Do you know what? Um, and you're actually... The unbusy beach is correct, actually, because it was our proximity to France. So in August 1940, the Isle of Wight was an, on invasion alert. We still are from tourists, am I right, guys? <laughs> um, to the listeners, Hannah did an air high five. <laughs> to, to the whole <laughs> audience, and no one did it back. <laughs> That's actually not oh, true. someone just did it back. Yeah, guys, it's, <laughs> it's way too late. So, no. um... <laughs> The British army had retreated from Dunkirk. France had fallen. The Channel Islands conquered and the Battle of Bitten... Bitten? What? Come on. The Battle of Britain had begun. That's difficult. I wrote that myself. The Battle of Britain had begun. The Battle of Britain had begun. Uh, Many expected the Isle of Wight to be the next logical target, including Hitler himself, who was ordered... um, Who ordered the Isle of Wight's coastline to be examined to see if it was practical to invade. Did Hitler think it was called the Isle of Wight? Like W-H... Oh, like Aryan kind of... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um... But it was around this time, 43-year-old Dorothy O'Grady was taking nighttime walks across the cliffs <gasps> in the Avaland. Huh. In the what? <laughs> in the night, so she was oh, walking... I thought you said in the Avaland. Yavaland. Oh, Yavaland. You're... <laughs> Yavaland. Yavaland. Should you explain that? Oh, maybe. So Yavaland, uh, people of the Isle of Wight... Quite is... a lot of people listening won't particularly holiday in the Isle of Wight. Yavaland is a sort of cliffy kind of place, I would say. I would describe... That's helpful, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. Otherwise, when you say, I was walking in the Yavaland, it sounds like some euphemism for something. It does. So, it yeah. does. And it was just a beach. Quite painful. It was just a not busy beach. <laughs> so on the night uh, time walk, she had an accomplice called Dan. Who do you think Dan was? Oh... Back to Desperate Dan and the Beano and Dandy and <laughs> with knuckles and fingers and lefty. Um, a German spy? A German spy. Her dog. Oh, she smashed it. Come on, round of applause. Yeah. I did not think you'd get that because Whoa. who names their dog Dan? Yeah. Like, yeah, wow. It was her dog. It was her dog. And, um, but we'll oh, learn- as a cover for why she's out walking. Yeah. Oh. She's not a spy. She just, she comes across something by mistake. She's not a spy. So you don't think Ooh, she's a spy immediately? She's innocent. No, uh, she's not a spy. She's a local, <gasps> like all of us. And she's just out and about on the Yevland <laughs> with Dan. Yeah. And she comes across something. And everyone's ganged up on her. And, um, yeah. Okay. She, she becomes embroiled. 
This is straight back to the famous five again. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting you should say that should say that because this is not a sort of like sort a clear of, cut. Yeah, it's not a clear-cut case. Um, But we'll learn more about Dorothy. We'll take her back to the beginning. So Dorothy O'Grady was born in London, and her childhood was, by all accounts, unhappy. She was born in 1897, uh, but never knew who her real parents were. Uh, She was adopted by George and Pamela Squires, but her adoptive mother died when she was 10, and her father then married his housekeeper, who did not like Dorothy one bit. Mm. So by the age of 13, she was living in a home where young girls were trained for domestic service. I know, right? In 1918, uh, she was getting herself into trouble. What do you think was the first crime she committed? And I'm not going to lie, it's pretty audacious for a 21-year-old. Are we in London still? We were still in London. Hmm. Um, it's quite a big br- question. I mean, uh, <laughs> do you want to hint? Like a confidence trickster. Wait, Tatey? A confidence trickster, like saying she's going to offer some kind of service, but then taking the money and not delivering the service. Okay, Taylor? Assault. Assault? Annika? Oh, I have no idea. I'll give you a clue. It's something to do with money. It doesn't help you to think most she crime rob- is. She robs a bank. <gasps> no, well, okay. she's done for um, counterfeiting banknotes. Oh, okay. I was going to say money laundering, and I was like, no, not Dorothy. <laughs> Dorothy, look at her. Not Dottie. How not she Dodo. she got all the kit for that? I know. Okay. Squirrelly exactly. looks. Yeah, so she's stamps and... Good girl. Ink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's I mean, a go-getter. Bold. Bold. Yeah. But she's got a criminal record. Well, she, that's, this is what I'm kind of getting at. So in 1926, oh, oh. she married a London fireman who was 19 years older than her. Ooh. Ooh. Who dates men older than them, Hannah? Wait, Ew. what? Um, on, on his retirement, um, they moved to Sandown on the Isle of Wight. So they moved to Sandown. On their retirement? Well, his retirement. He was older. Where's um, Sandown? What are Sandown people like? Give me the stereotypes. Come on. Ugh. Whoa. Sandown slags, am I right? Oh, no. <laughs> no, well, Sandown is just on the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful beaches under Culver Down, yeah. which is a major lookout post. There oh. we go. Oh. Hello, everyone. That's what She's it back is. in the room. I'm back in the room. Yeah. I did drift a bit. <laughs> I... I, I, my attention wand while they were in London. Now they're back. I'm absolutely on message, yeah. Hannah. What's the next question? So, thank you for asking. <laughs> She's keeping us on the straight and narrow. Yeah, and that was okay. useful intel. Yeah. It was. No, because on Culver Down, there's all these lookout posts. Yeah. There's, uh, what do you call them, bunkers? And exactly. exactly. Yes. So, Ooh. on the, his retirement, they moved to Sandown on the Isle of Wight, where they ran a boarding house, Osborne Villa. Uh, so, when the war broke out, what do you think that meant for Vincent? Oh, he's too, no, he's too old to be drafted. Get back to fucking work, Vincent. Well, how old is he? He's, I think he's, he's like, like in... 40 something. No, he'd be 60. Oh, what? Wait. Oh, okay. This is a bit later, so he'd be 60. Uh, okay. what, what year is this? This is 19... Oh! Hannah, 40. Did it? That was badass, wasn't it? Whoa. I saw you just thumbing that. I don't even think it came back down. <laughs> Seriously, did anyone yes, see no, that? no, there's someone in the third row who's actually dying. Oh. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't an empty seat, because that would be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, you are badass in your yeah. hometown. Yeah. <laughs> they know me. They know how she cool I am. She didn't come to play. 
Um, okay, so yeah, so he had to re-enlist for the fire service. Uh, so poor old Dorothy was 42 years old and was a lonely landlady. She spent her time alone with her dog and had no known friends. Even her neighbours did not know her name. Uh, with no tourists visiting the island for bed and breakfast and without her husband, Dorothy doted on her dog, taking it for walks on the beach each day. So does that Dorothy sound- doted on Dan. <laughs> <laughs> is this where this is going? A little literary tale. I can't say a little literary Whoa. Prosecco. A literative. So um, why do you think it's... Why do you... Th- Alliteration. Why do you think it's suspicious that, um, that she was taking her dog walking on the beach? Because there was no beach. Oh, it was um, a no-dog's beach. <laughs> Oh, I've drifted off again. <laughs> <laughs> you are clearly a woman that Sorry. has ten like I I ten policemen sh- coming. Very short attention span here. Okay, um, I'm going to do it real quick for you. Yeah. She's on a beach yeah. uh, during the war with her dog. Why shouldn't she be? Because there's bombing and stuff. Because going it's on. blackout. It's and, late at uh, night. The fact that she's out there means that because of Culver Dam being such a, a sensitive area, oh. people are looking and thinking. Official suddenly, secrets. she is the enemy making right. an assault on the beach. Yes, because exactly exactly what you've said is basically she. Um, yeah, there was the Victorian forts housed modern weapons to defend the island from enemy ships and aircraft, um, and the beach was out of bounds to civilians. Yes, right. So she was. Um, oh. I was close with it's not a dog beach. Yeah. <laughs> but th- is that just is that just ignorance like she doesn't realize it's out of bounds well, that's what she's saying isn't okay. it wow she likes danger <coughs> I mean she she's hankering yeah. back to the counterfeit days isn't yeah. she she's never moved on from London yeah <laughs> Dorothy Danger they called her it's like she doesn't <laughs> want to be on her wares to the local men yeah she needs this excitement. is my dog Dan but I can tie him to a puss so we can do our thing what, but what do you what do you think was her excuse for being on the beach and, and it has something to do with the dog he um. is scared of grass <laughs> <laughs> well hmm. she was taking the dog out for a pee there we go well essentially and she claimed that the dog ran off uh, from the cliff path and she followed to rescue him that's all there was to it so that works if it oh. only happened once yeah, exactly <laughs> on the third time that it happened oh. that she was looking for her dog wow I know um, it was decided to report her to the police on hearing this Dorothy became alarmed what do you think she did uh. she screamed <laughs> okay uh, she went home and decided to stay at home for a while. She <laughs> <laughs> just chilled out. Uh, mm. Katie? She started carrying a gun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, taking it in a slightly different direction. I like it. Um, she offered the soldiers 10 shillings to oh let no. her go. That was a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. That's spy money. Katie, how does that convert to can today's I just say, pounds? No, no. Oh, well, can I just say, was it a counterfeit? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. oh, yeah. So yeah. she's still got some in her suitcase. Yeah. And she just has a pocket full of yeah. counterfeit. I like this. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Obvious. Do you know what? They didn't accept it. And uh, I don't know whether bad. it was... Did they that not hold bad. it up? Oh, yeah. no, they couldn't hold it up to the light because, of course, it's pitch black. And they're about <laughs> yeah. to be invaded. 
There's nothing they can do. That's got to be like a court martial offence or something. Well, yeah. So it raised their suspicions um, and made them more <coughs> determined to report her. Uh, so she was arrested and a court date was set. Her charges were for entering the foreshore, contrary to Regulation 16 and acting yeah. in a manner likely to prevent or interfere with the performance of the duties of HM forces. Wow. So these are quite minor offences. They're not huge, yeah. huge offensive. But what do you think Dorothy did next? Well, she wants to carry on spying, I'm assuming. Sure. They haven't, like, seriously put her out of action. They've got her on some technicalities. She's going to find some kind of loophole. Okay, loophole? Taylor? She gets a cat. (laughs) (laughs) A cat called Bob. Does she move to Shanklin? (laughs) (laughs) Try a different patch altogether? Do you know what, Annika? You are actually pretty um, accurate because she scarpered. She bloody scarpered, but she went as far as Totland. (laughs) Is that on the Isle of Wight? Yeah. Okay. Just trying to bring our international audience. (laughs) Totland. Totland twats, am I right? Um, so the police were sent to Osborne Villa to find her, but they found that she'd gone and left a pin, a pin, a note pinned to her door. What do you think the note said? Fuck you. Wait, wait. I... <laughs> so say that again. So when the police went to sort of collect her for her court court date. Oh, she's already scarpered before the she's court scarpered. Date. There's a note pinned to the door. Oh, oh, she's left a note yeah. for the coppers. Yeah. Gone fishing. Gone fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Hanukkah. <laughs> I oh. thought you said Hanukkah. Hanukkah, that's like you and me. If we were dating, we would be Hanukkah. That would be, uh, It's yeah. almost cute I enough. I thought that was sweet, Anna. I mean, I've only just met you. Um, <laughs> give me a minute. Can you just move along the panel? Um, well. Um, you'll never find me, motherfuckers. <laughs> she said, no more milk till I return. Were you going to say that? I was going to. I was honestly thinking along those lines of what you'd put if you wanted to make out that like you were coming back. Like a legitimate, yeah. Like, Dad, if it's you, sorry, but I'll yeah. be back next month. I'm being polite to the milkman. <laughs> this is not an up and run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so she did. She ran. She, she ran to Totland, which um, is 21 miles west. Um, which is she, a very long way when you live in the Isle of Wight. <laughs> yeah, because it's only Tot- 37 to, miles across. <laughs> I'm not going to Totland. <laughs> um, so what do you think she did while she was in Totland? Well, she had to regroup to start spying again. She had, to, she had to tell the other spies that she's bust. <gasps> that area's bust. <gasps> Taylor? Y- yes, that. <laughs> Annika, what do you think she gets up to? Well, <laughs> thinking of her options, uh, she's still got Dan. She's got her brain. She's, yeah. she's got this whole life that she loves. She enjoys the adrenaline, yeah. the jeopardy. She's not going to give that up. Yeah. Mm. So I think she forms a relationship Ooh. With someone quite dodgy. Oh, I don't know. Oh, like I'm with this. access or something. Sorry, with access. Someone with access that she can use. No, I'm sorry, I'm putting words in your mouth. I'm so sorry. Access I've she could use, did yeah. you say? Mm, I liked where that was going. I don't yeah. know. I don't know about the men I've, of Totland. I've, I've but. run out again. Does, <laughs> it, does it involve a bunker? It doesn't. It involves more spying. So Totland was the second most heavily defended part of the Isle of Wight and she was seen hanging around the forbidden coastal areas and cutting the what military she like? telephone wires. <gasps> she's just... Ooh. She's she just goes from one forbidden area to another. <laughs> yeah. she, but I'm picturing her like skipping like... <laughs> she's pro- it's probably more subtle. <laughs> 
Uh, she was arrested on the 10th of <coughs> September at the guest house trying to get rid of the evidence. How do you think she got rid of her evidence? What, her evidence that she'd been cutting the wires? Well, that she'd been, basically she'd been uh, drawing maps and drawing where all of these... So she uh, tried to burn it. But you cannot barbecue on these beaches. I read the ah. regulations, and it's not, it's very frowned upon. And then she tried to flush it down the loo, but as we all know on the Isle of Wight, <laughs> Isle of Wight loose, the drainage isn't great. <laughs> as every guest house will tell you, there's always a sign up that says, please only flush soft loo paper down the loo. <laughs> yeah. And do you know what? That is spot on. That is exactly <laughs> yes. Oh my God, it was a toilet. Yeah, well done. <laughs> that is exactly wow. what she did. You're she tried to... Um, I'm, I'm and you don't even listen most of the time. You're listen. like, eh. <laughs> I'll tune in when I can No, this is so my subject. I love it. <laughs> love it. We're going to need toilet stuff because I'm here for the toilet <laughs> stuff. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah, she did. In her room Whoa. were detailed hand-drawn maps of Sandown Bay in the Isle of Wight, showing defensive positions in such detail it even included exactly where troops were billeted. Uh, so she was arrested and investigated <clears throat> by MI5. Uh, this is the woman from the Isle of Wight, guys. We should be proud. Um, so there were nine charges against her, and four of them were punishable by death. Wow. Whoa. How do you think she pled? That it's a setup, and she doesn't know how those maps got in that toilet that only she was using. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is tough because I feel like I feel like she pled not guilty and she was gonna try to make a deal somehow. Okay. I'll give you some of the info. Yes, I tried to flush it, but I still have Ooh, some other stuff. Like so, or a double agent or something. Double agent. Mm. And I can watch yeah, your having gone through all this. She's not just gonna go guilty, is she? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so she pled not guilty. Uh, what do you think the verdict was? Guilty. Well, you said that she dies. <laughs> Spoil my own story. Good. <laughs> what should they hung her? Well, I had actually forgotten that. <laughs> Did I spoil my own story? <gasps> I didn't. Oh. Because she was found guilty of seven charges, including three punishable by death. Although she displayed no emotion as this sentence was read, she later described her reaction with these words, and this actually makes me quite quite like her she said uh, the excitement of being tried for my life was intense the supreme moment came when an official stood behind the judge and put on a black cap for him before he pronounced the death sentence Ooh. 
Yeah, that's not good when they bring out the black cat. I know, you're like, <laughs> wait, I thought... Spoiler I, alert. <laughs> I thought this was going to be an Asbo. Um, <laughs> and apparently he didn't put it on straight. I went oh. over, it went over one of the judge's eyes and looked so funny that I was giggling inside and had a job <gasps> not to laugh. Wow. <laughs> and she said, um, it was hard to keep a straight face and look serious and solemn as I knew a spy should. Wow. How have we not heard of this? I know, epi- right? yeah. Yeah. before. I love it. She said, I found it disappointed that I was going to be hanged instead of shot. <laughs> my next disappointment was to learn that they would put a hood over my head. This upset me. I protested. What's the good of being hanged if I can't see what's happening? <gasps> Whoa. Oh, I love Dorothy so much. <laughs> She wow. is dark, isn't she? Wow. Yeah. But she was granted legal aid and won a retrial um, that meant instead of death by hanging, she was sentenced to 14 years penal servitude in Aylesbury Prison. Oh. Yeah. So nine and years... Where, where is Aylesbury Prison? Aylesbury. So nine years... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not on the Isle of Wight. Okay. We have some but good... Got, so you've got great prisons on the Isle of Wight. <laughs> Why couldn't she go to one of them? Uh, Keep it local. Yeah. I mean, you know, she's done so well so far in the local vicinity. Uh, Well, they couldn't trust her to stay local. Well, this is it. So nine years into Dorothy's 14-year prison sentence, her husband, Victor, became seriously ill. So Dorothy successfully appealed for early release to look after him. uh, And she was freed in 1950. Wow. So what do you think she did? Did she go directly to Victor's bedside? Well, the war's over, though. Where's she going to go if not his bed? I mean, the way you said it, it makes it feel like she's not going to his bed. <laughs> Taylor? No, she did not. Annika, where do you think she could have gone? Oh, she's so over Victor. I mean, <laughs> the very fact that we haven't even... I didn't even know that was his name. Yeah. <gasps> Mobile phone on. My friend's stepdad. My best friend's stepdad. That... It's okay, we'll wait. Well, <laughs> so, um... No, she, has anybody got a guess of where she could have gone? She legitimately went somewhere else after oh, the war. Oh, Hitler's grave. Does he have a grave? <laughs> huh. How about, what about cows? <laughs> Elaborate. <laughs> oh, cow, I thought you, I, I live on the Isle of Wight and cows is a place in the Isle of Wight. <laughs> I thought you meant just actual cows. No, Hannah, of all people, you should have got that reference. I was just thinking of other places on the Isle of Wight she could try. Yeah. Where's Dan? Where's Dan? She goes to visit Dan. Oh, who's Dan? Dan's dead. Dan's dead. Dan's very dead. Dan was put down, guys. I didn't want to actually bring that up. Oh, sorry. But she she went straight to the Sunday Express newspaper office. Oh. Oh. Yeah, where she handed over a copy of her autobiography. Oh, wow. And gave the first of many often contradictory interviews about her actions. Oh, my God. So considering she pled not guilty, what was her excuse for everything she did? Um, Diminished responsibility. In what way? She sees voices. She sees people and hears voices. Okay. And so she's often, what do you call it, schizophrenic. You know, she's in a parallel universe. Right. Okay. Oh, that's an interesting one. Taylor? Yeah. Um. Oh, she was... (laughs) (laughs) Thank God you're here, Annika, because these guys... (laughs) Sometimes I just breathe. <laughs> <laughs> she another. wasn't in control because Victor was Ooh. was ruling oh, her. Blame the dead he, guy. Yeah, or the dying. No, guy. he's not dead, is he? Yeah, he's not dead. But yet. and right. the dog era. was dead. Victor's alive. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. So she blames Victor okay. and said that he was controlling he her, her, making okay. her do all these things. Um, I'm sticking with hormones. Hormones. <laughs> 
They knew all about hormones in the 1950s, I'm sure. She was a sleepwalker. Ooh. Sleep dog walker. <laughs> <laughs> well, her story was that she was never actually a spy, but was a bored, lonely housewife. One Incredible. Day, <laughs> Just saying. One day she decided that the best form of entertainment was for her to pretend to be a spy, <laughs> as that way she would be living a thrilling life. She was prepared to... Oh, no, I guess she said no, not guilty. Sorry, continue. I'll stop interrupting. She said that she um, started wearing paper swastikas beneath her clothes, drew maps of the island's strategic sites, and challenged herself to get through barbed wire fences and into forbidden areas. That is fun. I literally (laughs) love this woman. And what about the film rights to this? I know! No, I'm not even joking. That's why I'm so distracted. I'm writing notes under the table. (laughs) I'm on the phone to... I just, sure I've lost, I've lost respect to her. For her. After the paper swastikas? Yes. I don't know why that was get, my line. Get, get one made out of metal. But, like, <laughs> there's other things you can do when you're bored. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I mean, but I'm with Annika. I'm kind of like, this needs to be a movie because... I, this has this not been made into story. a film? Like, no. no one's made... Oh, we're making even all the wrong fucking even movies. Even if it's made into a comedy. I mean, it, it's yeah. comedic, isn't it? It's, amazing. It's, it's so Very unspying. <laughs> Sorry, that was And bad. she's like, she's absolutely... I mean, she's kind of funny. So she insisted in every interview she gave after being freed until her death in 1985, she died in Sandown in 1985, that she had pretended to be a spy out of boredom. <laughs> So she stated, and also like in terms of comedy, she's just like, she said, all my life I had never been anything. I had always been insignificant. I never had a close friend even at school. I felt tremendously bucked when they saw that I could be clever enough to be a spy. It made me feel somebody instead of being an ordinary seaside landlady. Yet I was astonished when they believed it all. I never imagined they would. The reason that we know about what Alan Turing did and stuff like that was when the World War II, all of those um, files and stuff became oh. public knowledge. So everything was becoming public knowledge, but mm. her case disappeared. <gasps> disappeared or just was never a case? Was so. lost. Wow. So it's one of those things that this is still a thing. This is still an open thing about whether she did it or she didn't. Like, she went to prison for 14 years. She's always said she didn't do it. Um, so Dorothy returned to the Isle of Wight in 1950. Do you think she was welcomed back with open arms? Well, again, the way you asked that. Yes. I mean, <laughs> there was such a sneer on her face, wasn't there? <laughs> welcome I guess not. No. No. Uh, she was still considered a traitor on the island. Uh, right, right. With many shops refusing to serve her. Wow. And considering most of them shut at two o'clock. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're keen for, you know, people to buy stuff, aren't Wait, they? What, what so. year did she come back to the Isle of Wight? 1950. Oh, no, there's still a lot of anti-war feeling in the 50s, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in her final interview in 1981, she said, I have learned to accept that people are never going to forgive me for being convicted of spying. I was never a traitor. I had a fair trial, but I got myself into trouble by being an exhibitionist. I wanted to be noticed. I wanted to shock people and be talked about. I wanted to be on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The only bit that's not true is that last bit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, So what do we we think? We're kind of coming to the end of this story of Dorothy O'Grady, of this sort of housewife who, was she a spy or was she just bored? Um, So what do we think, Katie? Oh, do me last. <laughs> I mean, Taylor. I have never said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kim Cattrall. <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> um, I kind of think she really was a spy. 
Okay. And I think this is almost a purposefully shitty cover-up. Ooh. Yeah. She's put a lot of... She doesn't have to do this cover-up, though. It's like an odd thing to spend loads of time trying to get loads of attention. Like, she's already free. But she manages to get free, and that's like, well, what else are you going to say? I was bored. Maybe she thought people would buy into that. See, I I feel like her... Well, maybe she needs an income, but I feel like her doing the book is maybe extra proof that she was lying because Mm. she still needs that attention. Mm. Okay, that's what I'm going with. Okay. I also think Dan was behind most of this, and we're not <laughs> we're not addressing the elephant in the room. What he was a dog, not yeah. an elephant. <laughs> Annika, Annika. Well, what I think is so interesting is this whole dilemma has left us with two very feasible storylines. Yeah. So mm. which are we going to go with with the film? Yeah. <laughs> is she going to be the housewife oh, we gotta, that's bored? We got to like. Sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, please carry on. <laughs> Female well, workplace. Yeah. Carry on, carry on. I'm no, so no, sorry. No, after you. After you. <laughs> no, what I was going to say was terrible. No, but uh, we want to hear it anyway. I, I was going to say we could Kaiser Soze the ending, but that is not appropriate these days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> that means something so different now, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. No. So. I just mean um, leave it open ended. <laughs> So just around. That's not sorry. I'm so. You know sorry. what, guys? This is this is not for us to decide. This is up to Ron Howard. But we're gonna work it out. It's fine. Okay. Okay. So for the movie, she may or may not be a spy. Um. So as this is the Isle of Wight, obviously, someone I went to school with, mum used to know Dorothy. Wow. Of course she did. Stop it. Yeah. Oh well. Where's mum? Yeah, she wanted <laughs> to come tonight. No, she's up she's the road not having fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> she's not here tonight. But she sent me. She sent me some information about how she'd Ooh, known her. Can I just say, Hannah? Why is she not on this yeah. panel? I what, what the hell? I know. Uh, hey, uh, maybe she can do another episode. But she but said another episode won't be so relevant to her. <laughs> <laughs> this is. This is, we need yeah, your mum. Yeah. I, I know, I know. I mean, I mean, I could call her. You guys busy later. <laughs> like, um, so apparently um, she said that when she used to um, uh, know Dorothy, that Dorothy in her later years requested to be locked into her sheltered flat every night for her own peace of mind. <gasps> wow. Um, my friend's mum did think she was a spy. That's what she thought. She said that like, the 10 o'clock news came on at one point and Dorothy was able to name all the British warplanes and would make remarks like, and I know we liked Dorothy, but she'd say things like, Hitler had the right idea. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of it's all fun and games. Um, oh, I'm back to spy, sorry. I mean, paper swastikas are one thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and even worse, apparently she would drink undiluted orange squash. Fucking Nazis. <laughs> Can I just say I don't want to touch those film rights? <laughs> uh, well, that's Dorothy O'Grady, guys. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, okay, so, and we've got just about not enough time for a listener crime. So that would be someone from the audience. I'm, I'm looking at her, but she's not looking at me. Would you tell us? About your saddle stones. <laughs> Come on, Heather! <laughs> I haven't got any anymore. They got stolen. <laughs> okay, tell us what happened. Uh, we woke up one morning and they were gone. What the sa- were? Them? Yeah. What are them? Start from the beginning. Saddle stones. What? Saddle stones that you put your grain thing on to stop the rats from eating your grain on a farm. I live, I'm a farmer's wife. Okay, the part I understood <laughs> was rats. 
<laughs> Slow down. Okay. You're a farmer's wife? I am a farmer's wife. You're, okay. okay. I don't want to I don't want to objectify you. <laughs> you are a very beautiful woman. You are not the stereotypical <laughs> in my head. I was like, "Holy shit, is she a model?" Like, what is You're uh, okay. <laughs> so staddle stones and rats. Staddle stones. They mm-hmm. they like the stone mushrooms that you put your bu- put your thing on to stop the rats <laughs> climbing up. <laughs> And eating your grain. Is that not make sense? Does that make sense? So it's like a big, like, it's a, it's a big mushroom. stone. Big, big stone mushroom. So were, stone mushrooms. Were other farmers in the region green with envy? Did they come and look at this? Uh, Are they valuable? valuable? They have them too. Who could have Are they made? valuable? I guess so, because someone stole them. Sorry, so they're stone mushrooms? Yeah, they're like, they're like, can I, can I do hands? And you hang your grain on them so that the rats don't get... Um. No, you put a, a like a, a house on top of lots of staddle stones to stop the great stop the rats from crawling out the mushroom because they can't get over the Just top. Just what crop do you grow? <laughs> <laughs> so no. you were saying, okay. how old are these stones that were stolen? About four hundred years old. Ooh. What? Ooh. Yeah, I'd put them there. <laughs> <laughs> And did you call the police? Yes. Yeah. What did they say? Did 10 turn up? About, like a, Annika about gets? a week later, somebody, oh. somebody kind of was a little bit interested, but not very. And have you ever got them back? No. <gasps> so okay, the, somebody in here, because how big is this town? Come on. Do you, do you have a list here. of suspects? No. Okay. What do you do with that? You can't put that on eBay. I don't understand. Well, they only took the tops. They didn't take the bottom, just the mushroom bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> I didn't say it was exciting. But what do you do with that? I don't know. Perhaps the bottoms are too heavy to pick up. I have no idea. And then you have these giant mushroom stone heads. Or just stalks with no shrew. Do you have any enemies? Loads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hazard a guess and say it was one of your enemies, but Absolutely. like a strong one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's not your strong, strong enough for the bottom, just middly strong, not like Thor strong. <laughs> no, like <laughs> top mushroom strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what help are we going to give this lovely farmer's wife? Do you have any farmer's wife enemies who are like, she thinks she's all gorgeous? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I bet you do. You <laughs> Sarah, is there someone called Sarah who also has a farm? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. <laughs> her crops aren't as good. That's all she's my got her little stand, and she's like, "My Isle of white garlic is amazing," and you're like, "We don't even try, and it's so much bigger and more pungent." <laughs> uh, were they painted? red with white dots on or anything like that no they were lovely and oldie like what's that stuff moss moss, moss greeny <laughs> type moss type old things well what i would say is if anybody in the isle of Wight tonight goes home and maybe spots one of them uh, just a top just the top of it four four tops a bit like the group right <laughs> steal it and can you just drop it off at heather's farm yes that all right? That'd be lovely. Yeah. Th- okay. Thank you, for, thank you for sharing, Emma. Thank you for the embarrassment. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> 
Um, so, um, just before we wrap it up, Annika, um, tell Hello. us what you're up to. What's next? What's next? Well, many things in the pipeline. Um, I've started doing stand-up. Ooh, I, had my, yeah. I had my first evening at the uh, Backyard Comedy Comedy Club in oh Bethel God. Green. Amazing. Uh, so that was fun. It went out on Radio 4, actually. They came and recorded it because they oh, thought wow. the whole premise was quite amusing in itself <laughs> without actually... <laughs> uh, so it's still, actually, it's still on uh, Radio 4. Amazing. Uh, so it was about my, uh, my secret agent because for years um, I didn't have a real agent. Yeah. I had someone called Clemmie Hart who was brilliant because yeah. she was me. Oh, right, as your agent? Yeah, wow. Clemmy Hart. And so I did stand up about the, all the episodes the and the dramas we got into with me b- pretending to be wow. someone else and the complication because everyone in my household <laughs> had to have um, a b- play part of this yeah. because it involved everybody. My wow. lodger would get instructions at breakfast that she had to go along to a club and meet a television producer and she oh, had to hand over wow. a contract her name your name is Clemmy don't forget don't go <laughs> off peas my boyfriend at the time was a spy so I used to say to him right <laughs> oh sorry wait, we're not going to go over that your boyfriend was a spy, spy okay and uh, so yeah that's why I'm so into this subject you're so, sleuthy through and, and through and so um I'd say to him look I've been asked to do this big conference Clemmy doesn't know how, how much to pitch for it. Can you <laughs> just can you ring Davina McCall's agent and find <laughs> and pretend you want to book her? Yeah, and what's the and fee? he'd say <gasps> he'd say who's Davina? And I'd go, you're a spy. Just find <laughs> out all these things. <laughs> uh, and she was really popular, Clemmy. I cannot tell you, wow. so popular that I actually had to have a really big backstory oh because, for example, she was invited to join drinks. the BBC netball team. <laughs> she was asked to go for drinks. Everyone wanted to sort of so oh. she. Had to have a big backstory fast. So she she was a tireless charity campaigner, (laughs) uh, which was then fatal because she used to say to people, "I I can't do anything at the moment. I'm I'm fundraising for one of Annika's charities." And they'd go, "Clemmy, you're an inspiration. (laughs) Can we all come and watch? And you know, what's your just giving page?" And it got very very complicated. So it it and how long did you do that for? What do you mean? Like, how oh, long was Clemmy? Ten years. And Clemmy was fully formed. Oh, my God. This did, is your she's, screenplay. She's, she's like, had a baby. Dorothy. She's had a baby. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, my God. She's had a baby. She went to work in a refugee camp for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. No, because she's taken over my life. For, so, for example, all these jobs were coming, and I had all these tiny children at home. I was desperate to go and do all these jobs, but obviously I couldn't because I had to be a mother. So, Clemmy just went off on one and she'd go oh god Annika would love to go with Christopher Biggins to a safari lodge in (laughs) South Africa and learn how to be a ranger (laughs) how many (laughs) just tell us what jab she'll need and she'll be there and I was going no Clemmy I've got to stay at home and you know do the papier mache thing of the you know Whatever, this Magna Carta. So far. Did you ever have a big coming out party when you stopped Clemmy, or did you just go, I've left um, agents? Well, she w- she left to have another baby. <laughs> so <laughs> They ruined people's careers, <laughs> they, don't they? So um, she just did a round robin uh, and said, you know, I, I've got to go now. And the funny thing was, wow. as soon as she'd gone, I missed her desperately. Oh. Uh, and so I started, you know, and literally that day I was going, Raffaella. And I was even looking on Google, you know, common Italian surnames, <laughs> Raffaella Romano. Because, you know, she might have an <laughs> yeah, Italian cousin. Yeah, don't make cousin. her sound. <laughs> as long as she doesn't sound made up. <laughs> Raff, Raff oh Romano. So, um, yeah, so Clem has been a big part of my life. And, you know, she feels like 
Oh, she is me. I keep forgetting that. <laughs> like, no, but she's real. She's yeah. a proper well, fleshed I think, out person. You know, person. the other Isn't side it? of this that I'm fascinated by, sorry, yeah. I'm talking yeah. over oh. everyone no, no, again. No, 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 I want you to. Oh. Sorry, um, you did ask what I was female doing. Female workplace. Oh, like, because also, they would be emailing her thinking, oh, she won't tell Annika no, all no, of this. Sally, so <laughs> you would get so much all info. the rude, like, any oh, so what people got, like, got the whole lot. The so inside, what everyone really thinks. So I've got all these emails, Amazing. so I could just use the emails in my stand-up. <gasps> it's called the Clemmy Heart Years. Are you, you going to do a show? Are you it's on BBC, a... Sat- you know, it's still out there on the BBC. Oh, my God. Um, so you, you need, this needs to be like at least an hour long. <laughs> well, it was just very funny because there was just such a big cast involved in the end because <laughs> I needed so many people people my best friend had to go along when I was being regressed for a hypnotherapy thing (laughs) (laughs) and that was pretty chaotic you know it it was a big also was your ex-boyfriend a spy I'm yeah. still. Yeah, are we just gonna let that? Yeah, one go? like what? Yeah. Are we all thinking you like know. he was an actual yeah. spy? I thought you were yeah. just like a spy for you as Clemmy Harp. He was a spy. A proper spy. Should you tell people that? No, because he's not spying anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's not spying anymore. Should he have told you at the time? He shouldn't have. (laughs) No. The funniest, the really funniest thing was, okay, you're going, your boyfriend's a spy, and the spy happens to be going out with someone who's quite well known. So you'd think there'd be a certain amount of not sharing information. But I went to his Christmas do lunch. With the other spies? With MI5. all the other spies round the table and their partners. Spies have a Christmas party. <laughs> they, had a, they had a whole Christmas party and I'm there going, oh, hello, what's your name? Oh, Gregory, where do you spy? <laughs> Which is your area? Russia. Lovely. Oh, God. <laughs> no, my life is wow. very strange. Oh, my God. Well, my that's life. a screenplay. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's yeah, really weird. Ask me if I know Dorothy. They could have done I know, but well, that's why just Dorothy. I I seized on that story. It felt very <gasps> familiar to me. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Fabulous. Usually people are like, check me out on Twitter. <laughs> that's yeah, that was incredible. Wow. Oh, you should listen back. It's on. You can if you just put in the Clemmy Heart years on on the BBC website. I'm doing it. You'll get that's it. Amazing. And you can listen. It's and you keep the ten percent as well. Like, yes. yeah. yeah, that's amazing. I know, and, you, and you, you're very good at negotiating for yourself because you don't really care because you can't do the work anyway because well, you, you're uh, well, this three is yeah, I'm like, It's almost like compartmentalizing that tiny part of your psyche that believes in <laughs> yourself <laughs> and creating. No, it's like a, it was character. like a sort of performance. I mean, it, honestly, wow. it was like a perf- performance art in a way, yeah. do you know what I mean? Because you were just sort of being part of the world that you couldn't yeah. be in at that time in, a, in a funny sort of way. It was, wow. it was I'm so happy. It was a good laugh. <laughs> and we had a finance director, so if people needed a, if people needed an answer quickly, I'd just pop into my son's What cot, was he called? Because I had a small... Um, his, that was Sam. <laughs> Uh, I'm the just, finance I'd, director. Uh, Clemmy, and I'd have to do Clemmy with a Scottish <laughs> accent. Um, <laughs> Let's I'd hear say, it. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it at the moment. But I'd just pop, <laughs> pop next door. I'd, pop, I'd say, can you, can you hold? I've just got to run this past Sam. And I'd go next door to where <laughs> Sam, my real little two-year-old baby, was fast asleep. And... <laughs> Cuddle him, give him a little, you know, oh, sniff his lovely baby smell. And then I'd go back into the office and say, 50 grand. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, Clemmy Hart. Fucking hell.
Um, also, uh, j- just a little bit of admin before we go. Um, we're going to the tea house. I don't even know the tea house. The Ventnor Darlings are going to play. I'm going to have some after show drinks. So everybody is welcome at the tea house. It's going to be a lot of fun. And um, we also have another bit of admin. Um, somebody on the panel has a birthday coming up on Monday. It's only the Ventnor Darling, Hannah George. So. We were hoping, if, if you listen to the podcast, you'll get this. If not, it's going to sound a little strange. But Hannah's nickname is Detective Butt Stuff. So we would love it if you would join us. We'll explain. It's not as sinister as it sounds. We would love it if you would sing Happy Birthday, Detective Butt Stuff. So we can get it on this episode's recording. Is that all right? Yeah? Okay. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday Detective Butt Stuff. Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Thank you so much for coming and enjoy the rest of the Fringe. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.